0: Hello, welcome to a very special episode of the Scouted Football Podcast. I uh, hope you're all keeping safe and well. We certainly can't wait for the resumption of regular football and, and more importantly the eradication of COVID-19. Um, as ever, I'm Joe Donahue, responsible for the Scouted Football Podcast and a few other bits and bobs over on the Scouted website and Twitter account. Today we have a very special interview with Joel Latibaudier of Manchester City. Uh, Joel has spent this season on loan in the Air Divisie with FC 20, but has spent his youth career at Manchester City. Um, in, in 2017, some of you may remember Joel as the captain of England's triumphant under-17 World Cup squad. played every single minute as England won each of their seven games at that tournament, culminating in a 5-2 victory over Spain in the final. Um, he's played, obviously, alongside the likes of Phil Foden for club and country, uh, Callum hudson doyle Jadon Sancho and the like at various youth levels and, and on numerous occasions. He's actually the player tasked with stopping them in training, as he is a centre-back by trade uh, and currently the England under-20 captain. Uh, But today he's going to be speaking to us about his career so far, uh, coming through at one of the world's biggest clubs, going abroad to develop and and a look to the future really to see where he sees himself going from this point. That's the best place to introduce Joel himself. Uh, Welcome to the Scouted Football Podcast and and thanks for speaking to us today.
1: No, um, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, thank you for the opportunity.
0: Excellent stuff. Um, I've given you a brief little introduction there to, to everyone listening. But if there's anything I've missed, please don't hesitate to bring it up now. Um, it, it's great to have someone as decorated as you on, on, the, on the pod, really, because, you know, we deal in youth football and, and the best young players. So it's great to have one with us. I suppose it, it makes the most sense to start at the beginning and get down to the basics, really. Um, what sort of player would you describe yourself are, as, You know, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, that sort of thing?
1: Um, I think as a central defender, um, uh, I'm quite aggressive in the play, so maybe like old school kind of uh, in that essence. Uh like hard tackles, going up the big headers, stuff like that. But um, because I've come through at Manchester City, we're um, taught to play out, uh, take your time, stay relaxed on the ball. So um, yeah, I enjoy that as well. Like the starting up the attack sort of stuff, and then like regaining possession and Finding a key player, but I definitely say I'm a I'm an aggressive centre back.
0: <laughs> you mentioned obviously being at Manchester City. How long have you been at the club, and, and you know how did it come about that you were you were scouted by them?
1: So I've been at the club for eight years now. I was my first team was actually Leeds. So I was at Leeds when I was uh, seven um, up until twelve, and um, we used to play against Man City during the season. So um, I assume they was watching me then i uh I remember playing them they were the best team that we' played against, so like Phil was playing in them in then games, and he was always like a standout player, even at that young age so um I just think during those games they uh they picked up that um I was playing good um, I had good potential and um yeah, they just got in touch when I was around twelve when uh, before you sign like a sort of like semi pro contract with the club. And yeah, they brought me over to Manchester and that's when I first got there.
0: Very nice, very nice. Obviously, you described yourself as as more of an aggressive central defender, but sort of which positions have you played in a a variety since signing, you know, up from the youth age groups up to the the under-23s?
1: So I've played every position across the back four. I actually made my under-18s debut when I was uh, 16 as a left-back playing in the Youth Cup. So um that was a good experience. I uh, played just in front of the back four. Um, I played right back as well. But I think my, uh, my main position and where I feel most comfortable and where I excel the most is definitely central defender. Just because I see everything and I, I'm good at reading the play and organising, so um, I think that's where I definitely excel the most.
0: Do you think that having sort of the calibre of coaches at Manchester City has sort of helped you to, to develop and helped you to play in such a variety of different roles, you know, and, and reach a standard where you're now England under 20 captain?
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I don't think I'd be the player to, that I am today if it wasn't for the development that I got at Manchester City. When they built the new academy and all this and they were getting the best people in, and, like straight away, everyone, like all the teams like, went straight to the top. Uh, they were winning games, but yeah, personally, uh, the coaches took loads of time with us. Uh, like went through video analysis. Uh, we were lucky to have everything that we needed to develop as a player. Like even in the gym, it's like state-of-the-art gyms to improve your athleticism. But definitely, I wouldn't be the player that I am today.
0: Um, just going back over your, your youth career at Man City, would you say there are any sort of pivotal memories or big games that, that stick out in your mind during that time that maybe you thought, you know, actually this is this is a, a time when I can really kick on here or, or something that really stands out to you?
1: Um, yes, probably my under-23s debut. Um, so I was in the under-18s and uh, Simon Davis, the, the coach of the under-23s at the time, called me up to the 23s. And um, that's when I knew, like, it's going to be a, like a bigger test for me. I'm going to have to be switched on. I'm going to have to have my mind on the game all times time sort of thing. But that's when I knew, like, yeah, this is going to be a test. And then during the game, I played well. The the team helped me out. The coach helped me out. And, um, yeah, that's when I had sort of knew, like, right, I can do this level. So let's keep pushing. Let's keep going. And, uh, yeah
0: it's obviously a very young age to you know to begin playing regular under 23 football as it transpired you know you did get into that team at quite an early stage um internationally as well you know you've been playing for england for for numerous age groups um up until you know the the under 20s as you are now and i suppose you, you know you've done a string of interviews in, including a great one with tom kershaw in, in the independent about your exploits as an under 17 at the, at the world cup obviously that's something that you've covered in depth but just briefly, I wanted to touch on something that people just don't get to experience. You know, you're one of a very, very select few in the sense that, you know, you've captained your country to a world title, even if it is under 17. That's something that most players don't experience. Um, never mind people. I mean, how does that, how did that feel at the time? How does it make you feel now? That sort of thing.
1: Um, so that, that's definitely um, like my most memorable part of my football career so far, uh, by far, definitely. Just like going away to India, of course, which was a real eye-opener. I never thought I'd be going to India in my life. <laughs> and then playing in such a, a big tournament like the World Cup, uh, all the best under-17 players would be. Yeah, it was amazing. So like just preparing for it, I remember like, we were all up for it and everything. And then we knew, we knew that we had a good chance because we'd just come off the back of a Euros loss in the final which was uh, a tough one to take, but we knew it was time at the World Cup to sort of like get revenge and sort of thing. Like, we know we can do it and we can go win it. And then during it, uh, we were all playing good. We're, the group was together. And yeah, being the captain was, uh, was a great feeling. Like, just like the players had so much respect for me, the coaches and everything. And then obviously when we won it, lifting the trophy, the best feeling I've had by far. Just like the adrenaline and everything like, and especially the game. So we were 2-0 down and then to come back and win 5-2 <laughs> it was an exciting game to be a part of. But um, yeah, also to see my uh, my teammates do so well. So like Phil receiving the MVP of the tournament and Rian uh, becoming the top goal scorer. So um, yeah, I got a lot of joy out of their, um, their accomplishments and that as well.
0: Yeah it was I mean it was a great tournament. I I remember watching the final and you know you obviously you're egging everyone on and it was it was great to watch. Um but it was you know it, do you think it kind of had that added element given that it was Spain who'd beaten you in the under 17 euros final a couple of months before?
1: Oh 100%. Definitely. Right, there's uh we wanted to beat them so bad. Um I remember before the game we were all in the the, uh, the changing rooms. Uh, like just before we went out to start the warm-up and we were just like, right, come on, let's make sure we're on the A game. We know what happened last last time when we faced them in a the final. It's not going to happen again. And then straight away from the warm-up, everyone was on it. Um, the possessions that we did, even like just the first start-up warm-up that we do with the the strength and conditioning coach, everyone was on it. And then um, obviously we went 2-0 down, uh, but we stayed calm and then coming in at half time it was 2-1 and then the team talk at half time was even more more intense like right we've got them they're on the back foot now they're getting tired let's really push and then um i think that that switch kind of went off in our mindset to like say right we've got them, we've got them. let's keep the foot down on the gas and that's when we uh came out in the second half and obviously did what we did got the job done
0: I, mean, I suppose one of the more interesting aspects of that tournament is that you were the captain, and you briefly touched on it there. Do you think being given the captaincy or, or awarded the captaincy is probably a better term for it' it's partly to do with you know your your style and the position that you play on the pitch. you know How does that come about? How do you become the captain of England's under seventeens
1: um, I just like the coach had a lot of respect for me um, watching me play at club level where I, like I captained the the teams at youth level at Man City. Um, so I think that had a, like a good part to playing it. But then just seeing... like, I've never been scared to state my opinion. So, say, like, if we were in a set-piece meeting and I, I would see something that maybe the coaches would want to do different, I would always say, what about if we do this? What about if we do that? And um, like the players had a lot of respect for me as well. Like They, they listened to me. Um, and I just think naturally... I'm a good leader in, amongst the group and just um, like organising sort of thing um, on the pitch, off the pitch. Um, but yeah, being a captain of your country, there's there's no greater honour, especially doing something that you love so much. Yeah, I felt very privileged to uh, to receive the armband, especially for the World Cup.
0: Um, just moving on from, from that World Cup triumph um, and obviously following that tournament and a season that you'd spent with, you know, the under 18s at City, you know, by this point you'd won the under 18 Premier League and, and you were an under 17 world champion. From a footballing perspective, where is, you know, a 17, 18 year old's head at at, at that point?
1: Well, that was uh, definitely the best season that I've had. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I was just like ready to go the next season, but like wanting more from it just to to keep pushing and like trying to get training with the first team, and then when I was up there trying to impress and then just looking forward to that first team football because that's like obviously the main test, and um a lot of youngsters like need that sort of early so they can progress, so I was just that's what I had my my eyes set on, and I just kept pushing for that.
0: So I mean another year of regular youth football follows that and you know you 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 captain in the under 23 side um and and admittedly at, at such a really young age but unfortunately obviously you you picked up a, a serious injury at that point. I mean what what happened with with regards to that injury in terms of like the timing the severity and, and the sort of projected recovery that you were given. Uh
1: yeah so it was obviously um not the best of time to pick up an injury but uh things happen and uh, you have to get get over them to and overcome them and just try your best to become better from it. So um, it obviously happened at not the best time for me because um, I wanted to try and push to go out on loan that January window just so I could get a half season out um, playing men's football so the injury prevented me from doing that. There's also cup games and everything that I'm sure that I could have challenged for with Man City uh, just like the league cup games where um the manager likes to to play the youngsters and see what they like, see how they handle the situations and everything. So um, yeah, it was really tough for me, especially because I had the injury and I recovered from it, and then um, like it happened again. So it was like double the time, which was very frustrating. But like getting over that and getting through that and coming out to the other end, and like my first game was against Tottenham away, which was that's like a big game, so. Knowing that I can play in that after my injury, that that's what gave me the thing of like, yeah, I'm still here. I'm still the player that I am. And um, I think it will play a big part in my career going forward because of how strong it made me mentally as well.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, as a young footballer sort of living the dream, it, something we see quite often is that in terms of getting opportunities and, and picking up minutes at the right time, it can be a lottery at times. You know, you've you obviously been dealt a bad hand at that time uh, in the sense that, you know, you, you picked up an injury at a time that, you know, no professional footballer wants to, to get an injury as you're just sort of on the fringes of breaking into, you know, that first team. You know, to have an injury take that momentum away, emotionally, how draining can it be? Because I feel like a lot of the time people don't appreciate how how mentally draining a serious injury can be to someone so earlier in, in, in their career?
1: Yeah, I was devastated. Um, I remember going to see the specialist and um, him saying, like, yeah, so it's uh, there's nothing you can do. We've got to stay in this cast for six weeks. We'll reassess it, see how it is, and then um, push from there. But, yeah, just when you hear that news, oh, I was devastated. I was absolutely good because I knew my chances of going out on loan was was thinned. Uh, I wouldn't be training on the grass for at least, at minimum, eight weeks. So, yeah, it is mentally draining. But it took me, a, I think, like a week or two to, to fully get over it and just be like, right, what can I improve on now? And then you just focus on things to improve yourself whilst you can't be on the pitch. So, like, I did a lot of strength training. Um, so I'll come back stronger, worked on what I wasn't the best at. So I did analysis. And loads of things like that. watch my games so that when I'm back, I can try and implement them into it. But yeah, it's very difficult, very mentally draining because that's all you're thinking about. And you're thinking like, oh, how can this happen at this time? I'm so unlucky. Definitely more mentally draining than you think. And especially when you come into training and you see all your your teammates going out to train, they're all smiling, they're all happy. And then you're heading towards the physio room or the gym. Yeah, it's definitely the worst feeling. (laughs)
0: You mentioned there you were looking at sort of how to cope with the setback, and it taking you a couple of weeks to to fully get over it and fully process it. I mean, that's understandable, really. But I suppose one of the aspects that it's it's probably more commonplace than than I think. But you know, the analysis of your past games during the layoff is obviously is is a, like hugely beneficial thing that that you're going to be able to do because you know obviously when you when you come back, you, you're mentally you're going to be in the same place that you were beforehand. As in, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, I want to pick up where I left off. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's something that I, th- I think is really beneficial. Um, speaking of which, you know, being back on the pitch ahead of this season, you know, you were playing more regularly again. Um, you, you'd started the, the three Premier League two games for City uh, in August before the, the loan spell that obviously was curtailed by coronavirus. Did you go in search of regular first team football by, by seeking that loan or, or was it something that, that the club thought would be beneficial for your development?
1: Yeah, so um, I sat down with the club, they thought it was it was definitely time for me to um, get out there and get some minutes under my belt and uh, I felt the same, so we sat down with my agent, my family, the club and we all agreed that right now is the time where I need to get the experience and kick on and um, start my like men's professional football career. So um, yeah, I was actually on an international break when the deal went through. Because uh, the English window shut early last season, and uh, so the the foreign one, the abroad one, was uh, was still open. So that's um, that played a big factor into where I went. But yeah, I was definitely seeking first team football.
0: Yeah. So your thoughts on sort of the prospect of another another season at under twenty three level was that you know you wanted to be out there starting your 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 men's football career, as you say. You know, you want to be playing regular competitive games. Was it somewhere, was FC20 and, and the Netherlands somewhere that you kind of approached with a bit of intrigue or a bit of apprehension? What was sort of your, your opinion towards, you know, going abroad?
1: Yeah, so um, the season before, my uh, teammate from Man City, uh, Matt Smith, he was on loan at FC20. And um, yeah, just seeing like how it developed him as a player and how he came back and then um, the Eredivisie is like a great league for youngsters to go to and get minutes in. So like the scouting team at Manchester City is uh, like one of the best. And then they have the loans team as well. And um, like finding the perfect fit for my style of football is what they're best at. And um, they thought I would shine over in Holland. So I obviously trust them and uh, trust their judgment and everything. But I've seen a lot of young players go to Holland and come back better players so the likes of Matt Smith, uh, Mason Mount, and then obviously the youngsters that come through, Ajax and everything. Yeah, that's uh, that's why um, I ended up going to Holland and playing in the Eredivisie.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't sort of appreciate the amount of you know young players that do go over there. Obviously, Chelsea have got that link with Vitesse and, 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 and yeah. the like, but I mean, there's the likes of Todd Cantwell as well, who, who went over there yeah. before he was a household name. So yeah, it does seem to be sort of that good environment. Um, how you know? How did you find sort of the transition to life being at Manchester City, being uh, an under twenty three, to being a first team player at at, at a foreign club?
1: Yeah, so the, the lifestyle was uh, was much different. So you go from obviously all the luxuries that you have at Man City, um, just because the, everything's state of the art and everything. Um, and then I went to FC Twenty and. Uh, just like getting used to their training ground, how it all works. And obviously living abroad was a was massive. So yeah, I got used to it quite quick though. The team took me in. There's a great group of lads. The hardest thing for me to get used to was uh was definitely the football. The football was so different to what like we used to playing with. But yeah, so just doing extras after training and everything, got used to it. That's how I got used to that. And then um it was nice to experience that like, different tactics and seeing how different managers look at the game and what they ask you to do. So like playing at Man City on the 23s, we were one of the most dominant teams in the league. So we didn't really have to change the style of play too much because we knew we would dominate opponents with our possession to so our football. So then going to FC twenty, who aren't like a top, top team in the era of visa just promoted seeing how we'd approach games so sometimes we wouldn't be we'd be sat back waiting to counter and seeing that side of, of the tactics um, that really helped my, uh, my football IQ and it taught me a different way of playing the game so uh, I think that's what I'm going to take definitely the most from the loan yeah just learning that European style of football as well.
0: It's really interesting to hear it from sort of from your side of things because obviously as as spectators and analysts you look at it from a different perspective and football's entirely different when you're on the pitch i'm sure you you know you can appreciate that you know it's all well and good being able to say he should do that from there or he should pass to this player but you know it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a completely different entity when you're there doing it so to to experience that and and notice that difference is obviously it's quite insightful um but When you've been at FC20, obviously, you know, the training's probably, well, as you said, has been different. Um, and obviously match preparations will obviously have been different, you know, competitive first team football, you know, a team that are fighting to stay in, in the top flight. Um, would you say it was tough having, to, having that day-to-day competition?
1: Yeah, um, there was always competing for the shirt. Um, and then going out there, obviously, I didn't have the, the starting 11 shirt. So fighting for that was... Uh, I got a lot of enjoyment out of that. Um, but yeah, just training with them every day, seeing how competitive they are and how much it means to them, like staying in that division and playing against the best teams. Because, and also a lot of people are watching the Eredivisa and uh, like the players know that as well. So they know they're just performing for scouts as well and for other teams and a lot of them were international, so they need to perform that, for that so the training was always intense everyone wanted to be in that starting 11 yeah it was uh, definitely good
0: in the games that you you played um for fc20 was it was it difficult you know read readapting to playing more uh, more of a fullback role
1: yeah so um i played all my games at right back it was uh just like their style of right back was different to what i was used to playing with so that was uh, a bit tough for me to to get used to but the team helped me out a the, the manager was always speaking to me and then uh, I did adapt and I uh, picked up the role quite well. But I enjoyed it, um, getting to go forward, uh, putting some crosses in. Um, it was nice, it was a nice learning curve, definitely. But um, yeah, it was definitely, like I wouldn't say it was very easy to adapt to just because of like, the different positions I'd t- I would take up obviously getting forward, I'm not used to as much, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it.
0: In terms of your like your personal development, is would you say that you've kind of grown as a person? You know, having spent six, eight, twelve months uh, abroad in in a foreign country, you know that I feel like a lot of people don't appreciate that day to day. It's not you know 24 hours on the training pitch and you're completely cooped up. You know, you have to you know you have to be out there. You have to be living in a foreign country. I assume that you probably learned a few words of Dutch as well uh, while you're over there. What do you feel like it's it's helped you and given you in terms of life?
1: Yeah, so that was a big thing for me um, and I'll definitely take away from it. So knowing that I can move abroad on my own and go live in a foreign country on my own by myself. And yeah, I uh, I took a few Dutch lessons, but literally everyone out there speaks such good English. <laughs> so it's It's hard to learn the Dutch and then and not be dutch around you, you know what I mean kind of thing. but yeah, just living out there, um seeing a different culture, how the how the people live out there was uh, it was nice to see and everything. but knowing that I can move abroad and do it and be fine, yeah, that gave me a lot of confidence, and uh, like I won't be scared to to do that in the future.
0: I suppose now you're going to be looking ahead to the future. Um, you know, you, you've come through so much already in, in such a short period of time. You know, so many players don't get to represent their country at any level, you know, never mind captain it and win something. But you, I mean, you've done it already. And Likewise, many don't suffer an injury as serious as yours at, at, the, at the unfortunate timing that you had it. So I suppose you've probably got quite a good perspective of just how high the highs can be in this profession and, and likewise just how low it can get at times. More generally and club-wise, would you say you know it's it's encouraging seeing that you know City have used various players who've who've come up through the, the club's youth academy in recent times. You know the likes of Phil Foden, as you mentioned, and, and as well Eric Garcia. Is it encouraging to see that you know despite the size of the club, they are willing to give opportunities to players around the same age as yourself?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's great to see uh, the amount of trust that the first team and the first team staff and the manager having the the youth system and the academy. Uh, They're always watching as well. Um, All all the 23 games, there was uh, Chiqui who was there, who was always reporting back to the manager. Um, The manager would come to as many games as he could to watch um, training and that. He would always try and get us involved, say if he needed players for tactical 11 v 11, he'd always call us up. Um, We'd go train with them. So, uh, and then obviously putting them on the pips, the biggest thing. It's great to see that um, he trusts the youngsters and, like, believes in those. But, yeah, so, like, in the league game, uh, he put out a team that was, I think the average age was, like, 20, 21. Yeah, seeing that was, was really nice. And it just gives you that, like, more motivation. Because you know that if you have that one good training session, if you uh, keep repeating and he sees that in you, that, yeah, uh, will give you the chance so it uh, definitely motivates the whole academy and shows that there is a pathway there
0: yeah it, it's kind of gives off that sense that you know all it takes is that one decision by the manager to to, to ultimately for it to be you essentially so yeah it's it, it, it i can imagine it's it's very exciting and, and motivating that you know you want to to put yourself on display as the best player that you can be at all times just going back to Holland, I suppose, is there anything in particular about the whole experience which has helped you to grow and perhaps like bits of advice that you've been given by coaches there or coaches at the club at Man City or or, or family members or, or anyone really?
1: Yeah, so uh, I, I really enjoyed my time out there and um, just like talking to the players like I got a lot of advice and just like to, to keep your head down and work hard and once you get your chance to like like just take it and then like, maintain that work effort and uh, just keep like making sure that you have that starting eleven shirt all the time. Like just seeing how much people train and want that starting eleven shirt was was really like wow to me. And seeing how um, like, intense the training was every day, how competitive like the games were at the end, sort of thing. But I think that's what I will definitely take away from it the most just like that sort of making sure you're in that starting
0: 11. You're an England under-20 captain who has taken a leap of faith, gone to Holland, played first-team football there, you know, after suffering a big injury, um, and you've you've had experience of regular under-23 football from the age of, you know, 17, 18. What, what do you hope that says about your character going forward to, to the decision-makers at Man City and, and to, to people in football in general?
1: Um, just that I'm, I'm not scared to, to like... The opportunity to come, like I'm ready. I've always been ready for the for that one big first team call up, wherever it is. Just uh, yeah, just that I'm ready and I can do it, and I've proved to myself that, and just want to prove it to like, to the to the main people that like I'm ready and I can do it, and um, yeah, that's just it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're giving off the sense that you you you're ready for it, and I suppose you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the um the the time that you've spent over the past few seasons people will will understand that as well anyone who looks at your your stats over the past few seasons or you know the game the amount of games that you've played you know the sheer volume of time that you've had on the pitch you you have played a hell of a lot of football and that is obviously going to stand you in good stead you know not only because you've, you've won things there as well so i suppose that brings the mentality side of it um Joel, it's been, it's been great speaking to you. That just concludes things for today on the Scouted Football podcast. Um, thank you to, to Joel, um, to Josh and Jordan from Being Engaged and, and Gareth Jones as well um, for organising things today. Um, we'll be back with, with more pod episodes in due course, but in the meantime, to everyone, please stay safe. Please stay at home if you can and, and hopefully we'll, we'll see the back of the current situation in the near future and hopefully we'll be seeing Manchester City playing uh, in the near future as well. I've been Joe Donoghue, uh, and this has been this the Scouted Football Podcast featuring Joe Lattibaudier of Manchester City. Bye for now.